Red Channel Condition with Michael. Where does the time go? Jonathan. A part of me is like, you fucking sellout. And Peter. Probably just have to get a cup of jizz. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. As usual, I'm your host, Peter, and I'm once again joined by my two co-hosts, Michael and Jonathan. Gentlemen, holy shit, what's going on with you? Is everyone okay? I've, we had some big news today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a day out here in, in the five boroughs, you know, got people going full Joker shooting up the trains and stuff like that, so. That is actually the subway that I take to work. Uh, if and when um, I have to actually go into an office. Yeah, I mean, I was really surprised to when I woke up this morning to see that that's where the, the incident occurred because this is a place where we, we all three of us have either lived or extensively hung out in that area for years and years and years. So I was kind of curious to see what your thoughts were on it. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a place where you know things at least things at di- with this scale or things that demand this kind of attention commonly happen, right? You know, that neighborhood, you know, Sunset Park in in Brooklyn, right, is a very you know multicultural neighborhood. It's kind of like gentrifying a little bit now, so like people go there to like shop and like you know eat you know, uh, multi ethnic food, and you know there's like all kinds of different people, you know, old school New Yorkers, and also like transplants and like families and shit over there so Mm -hmm. like it's not the kind of place where you like any more than the typical you know petty city type of you know violence would happen right like maybe you might get your pocket picked or whatever but like that's the kind of thing that would happen anywhere right right? like dudes aren't coming out of nowhere and just like throwing smoke bombs and fucking Uh, unloading ak's in the subway car (laughs) (laughs) you know do that that shit was crazy. Like we had like full on like tactical like Batman or so something like, like that. Did we screen. did we ever find out what kind of gun he used? <clears throat> it was a handgun with an extended. Oh, it was a handgun. Is what they said. So he managed to shoot ten people with a handgun. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. I'm impressed. From all of the uh, the news reports, right? I've only uh, heard about people like getting hit in the leg. And, you know, 19 people have been hurt. I think 10 were shot. None of them were fatal. It sounds crazy to say, but it could have been so much worse given how close he was um, to the people he was shooting at. Well, I mean, but think about the logistics. I mean, so, okay, so let's just paint the picture here. The doors open, right? The guy tosses the smoke bomb, you know, as the doors are essentially closing, you know, stand clear of the closing doors. And he just fires into And that's when he's, that's where he's just blasting rounds into the car. So I don't know how much time he necessarily had. Oh, that's true. To really pick his targets. I'm wondering, though, was he outside or was he inside the car? So, okay, so the, the, Okay, so the authorities, uh, the, from the news reports that I saw today, the basically what they said was the guy performed the attack at the 20, what was it, 25th yeah. Street stop? Uh, 36. No, 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 because no. what yeah. happened was he took off from the 25th Street stop, and that's okay. the thing. He, he tossed the smoke bomb in and started shooting as the doors closed, and the train actually traveled one more stop to 36th Street, and that's when people piled out. Yeah, that's that's wild. So I mean, it's Brooklyn bound, and it's just it. I don't I don't get it because like again, like this that general area is just not a place where people are doing stuff like that. Like it's just not right, right? Like, right. You know, people are going to the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like people are eating tacos. Like that's 
Like it wasn't even it wasn't even like that back in the day, like when shit was actually real in in. in well, New I mean, York that's City. like no, right? Like the real shit was, I guess, crime related. But I guess if you're gonna do something crazy like this, it makes more sense to do it in you know, like Times Square or 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 Union Station, I guess, right? Is you know, like this, Twenty Fifth Street doesn't seem like a very special station. Yeah, but that's where they. No. I mean, you you got Times Square like oh constantly, you know, cops are stationed at Times mm. Square. Like, who the fuck is where the fuck are the cops at Twenty Fifth? Well, Street? I guess you know right. I mean? It's like, one of those soft targets. Like, where? Yeah, right. I guess. I'm very curious where he entered the station. Did he literally enter the station in Twenty Fifth Street? Did he get on that Atlantic? Like, how the fuck did he get into <laughs> Atlantic with like? You know, extended mag and smoke bombs and a knife. Or so whatever. like he Just apparently like, he had a backpack. You know, it's 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 wild, right? Like you know, we'll you will randomly you know I guess frisk people and stuff like that. Like we'll beat up like the churro lady, but like the dude with with you know, call of duty weapons you know, does just walks right in yeah and this is you weird know, I, to me I don't know. because you know this is not your standard city violence like this is not your mugging or you know robbery right. or like even even like a you know an assault or a rape on a person in prospect park or something like this you know this is some if it's not terrorist, terrorist level kind of shit where you know some yeah. guys unloading clips into a fucking train and using smoke bombs and shit like that's that's new even for New York. I feel like. So what's the yes. big differentiator here? Is that the big differentiator the fact that he used smoke bombs or like just maybe the untargeted random shooting violence? I think the randomness and the scale of it. You know, it wasn't like oh, give me your give me your wallet or you know, I just feel like cutting some dude to get into like a gang initiation or right. something. This was like, you know, this is you shot ten people. Yeah. In a small amount of time. I guess the chaos was more or less over before anyone had time to even react. Like react, the guy react, yeah. uh, shot shot his shots and and then just like left. Of course, what were we saying earlier? The, of course, the MTA cameras don't work. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. nothing works. With no footage. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's 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 all yeah. That's like the perfect microcosm of the city too, right? So you you have all this stuff going on there, right? And like you know. You know, there, there's all the money. There's all this money, you know, for stadiums for, uh, and bullshit. Yeah, stadiums, law enforcement, and stuff like that. You know, but you know, just regular infrastructure right. things no. never seem to no. work, right? Like, you no. know, no the ca- the cameras in the subway, you mm-hmm. don't work, right? Right. You know that that to me is an amazing thing. Yeah. I I literally argued with somebody <laughs> that it's impossible <laughs> that that would be like. How could how could there be no footage, no cameras, right? Like, th- of course there would be. Like, right. they have cameras in every station, yep. right? And like, people walking around with cell phones and stuff like that all the time. But to find out that it literally, like, literally didn't work, I was just yeah. like, yeah. wow. It's like a battery-operated okay. camera they installed in two thousand one that never got any maintenance <laughs> after the MTA misplaced fifty million dollars or whatever the fuck it was back in the day. But hey, the 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 union the union contract had you know, it was like two million per camera right you know, they, they, wow. they put up twenty five you know, the cameras ships. never work right. in this city unless it's me doing sixty in a school zone and then every single camera works <laughs> never fails well good <laughs> good what the fuck is wrong with you well and, and they still didn't catch this prick we still don't know who he is they didn't catch him today. So we got nothing, huh? Well, they did identify him they're, they're, uh, somehow because I guess he left his 
rental keys or something well i mean like there's they're very they're being very careful not to say that um that it is him but it's just someone they're looking into right person of interest yeah. right well i feel safer already but i mean i don't know like you know you go through all this hassle with you know the, the smoke bombs with the <laughs> you know the vest and all that or like the quote-unquote disguises yeah that's and then it doesn't what, add you up leave, right you're identifying information in a bag at the scene the guy like really fuck up that badly I don't know. I don't know. I, I it's just it was really strange to to see that neighborhood just covered toe to toe with cops. You know, I I wonder if they're gonna find out more about you know what this guy was about or you know what his motive was. You know, I really you know the vibe has just been off in in the five boroughs. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wanted to ask you guys about. Do you think that this is some kind of indication or new trend of craziness? Because like the city is known for being a little rough and gruff and whatever, but not like this. I mean, the guy might not even be from yeah, here because the person of interest is from like. Well, I, I think the the, the U-Haul truck had like Arizona yeah. plates. Wisconsin or something. Right. Yeah. Although I think they said that like oh, okay. every U-Haul uh, truck has Arizona okay. plates because they're like based in Arizona, but uh, yeah. So we we the guy owns land, I guess in. Wow! Did this guy really just like you know yeah. take a take take a greyhound all the way here to, to <laughs> fucking do this? Like I just can't imagine like you live out. I mean, if it is this dude, right? And he's he's sixty two years old. You live out your life of sixty two years, and then one day you just like you know what? Fuck it. I and mean, then, there's an odd know, logic to that because, like, that. like, you know, what if you what if you were a, the kind of person that was, you know, disgruntled for for many years, but you 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 restrained the urge to act out, and you're maybe he got diagnosed with cancer or something. Maybe he's like, "Fuck it, I'm 62. I'm never going to get another chance to make my statement. I'm going to do it while I can." You know, I mean, that's that's the plot of you know a lot of these movies and stuff like that, right? You know, you know every you know wow, any bad day just joke. needs a little push, right? So right. You know, he could have gotten his, yeah, he could have got he could have gotten his little push and just decided that you know it's time to start clapping some motherfuckers in the subway, right? Like he's he's seen he's seen the subway, you know, he's seen the train on TV. You know, this is where all the the godless you know, uh, <laughs> crazy leftists or whatever the fuck you know that's where they live. So it's time to blow them away. Right, or this is where all the the devilish racists live, or whatever it is. Right, so whatever his reason was, he probably saw it here, and that's an easy thing to understand because everything is is in New York. Everything's here, <laughs> right? So I don't know. You know, like you know, like you your question you to your question, Peter. Like you know, we right. we kind of talked about that like a couple episodes ago, right? Like it's it's not like a new trend right it's more you know we have getting reached, to rock bottom you know, we're we're at uh maybe like like you know we're we're at we it's a boiling point you know and the pot's been boiling for you know the the last two years of the pandemic right, right? because there isn't anything to cover the pot anymore right like we've had you know we've had a lot of things to kind of cover the you know any like malcontentness you know in society in general right and now we currently don't, right? You know, people are sitting there with no money, you know, inflation and stuff like that, eating away at whatever gains that you may have somehow made. 
not a, not as many people. People are just you know, agitated and aggy. Has, like yeah. God knows how much mental health you know, shit has happened to people in the last like two years, and like you have no you have nothing that you can do about it. And yeah, right. People people are fucked up right now, and you know, you yeah. Why not? Yeah, act that's, out? I guess what does it matter? Was, right. That's where my head is at. Like I'm I'm curious as towards if if this is the boiling point or the breaking point or something seems a little different nowadays. I'm kind of wondering if things would be very different if, you know, people were walking around with licensed concealed carry. Yeah. Like, when you have that kind of craziness, uh, that makes me a little more more nervous, too, depending on, on how gun laws in this, uh, in this state are going to get handled. Like, uh, there's, there's, no, there's nothing that I'm more sure of that, you know, than... If people were had quote more freedom unquote to use guns here, then they would simply just right. use more yeah. of them. Like it would it would get crazier, which is and people know that. And you know, if they were you know, if they were if they could be, you know, compensated for for interacting reasonably or whatever, like they totally would. Like they'd mm. admit to it. I feel like there are people that you know, are into guns a lot or whatever that don't want to state that explicitly only because they think it would hurt the argument for why they would get guns, right? But I feel like anyone that's even spent like a minute in this city, you know, a minute in this state understands fully that shit would pop off immediately. If you could just walk around, you know, like somebody scuffs your shoes, right? You know, somebody, somebody bumps into you on the number four train. Right, like someone buys the last hot dog from the hot dog cart. You know, like you put mustard on my fucking hot dog, bro. Like that dude is over. Yeah, I didn't even think about this, but this comes. Uh, what is it? Just a couple days after I saw what was uh, Biden on the news, basically. Um, he was banning those gun oh, kits shit. that you could, That's right. yeah, that you could buy in the mail or whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, like basically three D printed guns. Yeah, the the ghost guns. Yeah. Yeah, the ghost guns, right. Yeah, oh, right. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't think, even think about, about that. that. Yeah. That's yep. interesting. We could all be Nicolas Cage in Lord of War if we just went and like went to Micro Center and bought a bought a couple of three D printers. <laughs> That's oh that my is God. a scary thought. <laughs> you know, and I get you just go and you just go and download like gun plans gif or something like that and start printing them. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel I feel like it would be suboptimal to do that after literally the president was on TV like yesterday. Like, don't fucking do that. <laughs> you know uh, I accept payment in uh, in Bitcoin. Wow, that's right. Yeah, Dodge, <laughs> Shib, whatever. You know, pay us in RCC coin. We'll oh, print out Jesus. anything. <laughs> okay. Dude. You know what the way these laws are written? <laughs> I always kind of wonder. Like, you can't buy a kit, but can you buy the parts separately? You know, because, like, oh, you can't buy the gun, but, you know, you have to assemble it. A lot of, like, when it comes to, like, uh, certain cars and stuff, you can buy the parts separately, but then you have to do the assembling yourself. Or sometimes they can't sell you the kit, but you can buy, like, A, B, and C separately and then put it together yourself. Right. Interesting. I haven't looked into the ghost gun kits, but I I wonder how any of this is worded. I've heard... You know, people you know, have said things like that, right? Like when you when you want to uh, put one of these things together, you can't. You obviously cannot buy a, a complete set, right? But you could buy you buy a part, 
you know, and then, you know, you buy, you know, different parts that get 3D printed to attach to it, right? So maybe you buy like a, a metal barrel, right? Or a metal body, you know, and then the rest of the thing is 3D printed stuff for which there's no, uh, for which there's no uh, serial or registration or anything like that, right? And you can just go to like, you know, a, a gun show or like, you know, somebody's garage or something like that and be like, oh, I just bought like the, the barrel of a gun, right? Like that's totally fine. Right. Or at least that's what, you know, that's what people have told me. You know, I don't really know about that because. And then you build know. your own Franken gun. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's functionally, that's what they mean when they say ghost gun. Like it, it literally is an unregistered Franken gun. Can I sell you the plans okay. and then Shit's just, crazy. you know, like, I'm not going to print this for you, but here are the, pl like, here's the dot .wat file. Wow. Oh, we're going full on anarchist cookbook, like taking it back to 1999. Hey, I still have my copy. Wow, that's right. Uh, all right, you might want to edit that out too. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. It's fine. All right. <laughs> uh, not, not, nothing here is going to be usable. John's going to be busy. Well, a very frightening day, and you know, obviously, it goes without saying that you know, we, I guess our hearts go out to you know everybody that was involved or injured or. It's just, it yeah. sucks because it's a, it's a, it, it, it hits kind of mm -hmm. close to home. Yeah. I hope everyone is still safe. You know, I hope everyone stays safe. I hope, you know, I'm glad that nobody, you know, got killed or anything like that or you know, seriously hurt. Um, I hope they catch the guy. You know, I hope he's brought to justice. You know, we can't have people doing you know, dumb <laughs> shit like that in, you know, in anywhere, much less here. You know, you know can't can't you know the vibes cannot stay off like that for forever it can't be it's not it's not good for anyone yeah yeah i'm not liking that new york city vibe so let's change it let's change the vibe on the show so without further ado it's time for messages from the ether Okay, so we got we guys we got a we got an email from a listener that we've never heard from before. So uh, we 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 want to thank Robert for sending us this email, which reads as follows: Hey, Red Channel, I binged a few of your podcasts, and you guys are funny, even though some of the topics are depressing. The one that stuck out to me was climate change. It seems we as humanity know what what to do, but like you guys said, it's about who takes that first step. I think that's the role government needs to play, to make sure everyone chips in and suffers together. It's funny that you guys can be talking about a topic that's interesting, and then transition to something that I don't care about, but 30 minutes later, I'm still listening and laughing along. Anyway, I've got some questions, and hope you guys read this email. Number one, I'm a freshman in college going for engineering, but I'm not sure it's for me. What kind of advice would you give to someone just starting out? Number two, what are your thoughts on Katanji Brown? Ja what are your thoughts on Katanji Brown Jackson? When do we get our first gay, trans, Asian Supreme Court justice? Number three, how real are your podcast personalities? For example, is Mike really as antisocial as he comes off? Is John? <laughs> is John as socially responsible? Is Peter that much of a cynic? Number four. Have you guys ever considered doing a deep dive into a subject with your own takes? Keep up the good work, Rob. Wow. Okay. Yeah, sol solid email. 
We, yeah, thank we, you. We, thank you, Robert, for reaching out to us. We appreciate that. Antisocial. But anyway, I'll get to that. <laughs> All right, I'll show you antisocial. Maybe a little not the right turn of phrase, given what happened today. Like, that guy's antisocial. <laughs> I'm not antisocial. <laughs> All right, well, yes, let's, let's answer this listener's questions in order. So question number one, I'm a freshman in college going for engineering, but I'm not sure it's for me. What kind of advice would you give to someone starting out? I'm sorry. Um, Just a quick thing. I feel like um, we were just negged. Why? What? How? (laughs) Right? I like Like, that. Because he's like, he gave us a compliment, right? And then he negged (laughs) us. And then he gave us like another compliment. Yeah, it's a compliment sandwich. Like, um, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you have pretty eyes or, and then followed by, it kind of offsets your, you know, your fat chin or something. <laughs> followed by, yeah. I really, but I mean, isn't that what I we really do? Like your shoes. Isn't that what we do no, every I, week? I, I guess, but hey, it's just, it's just funny when it's, uh, reversed. Shoes on the other foot. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Well, kudos. No, kudos to the listener for, for hitting us back with our own, me- with yeah, our own I medicine. Mean, hey, I'll honestly. give you my number now. We got me. <laughs> Picked me up right up. All right. No, that's right. All Same right. thing for listeners. <laughs> he was peacocking. John, John, what advice John, what advice would you have for someone who's starting out in the engineering field? Uh I mean Or just starting out in general. Um, I mean, you know, if if it's like a general, you know, like I don't know if college is for me or something like that, you know, you have time to figure out whatever it is that is for you. Uh you know, I would tell you that you should stick with whatever it is that you're you're trying to do. You know, you don't know what it's going to be like, you know, a year from whenever it is that you're thinking about it, you know, 5 years from whenever it is you think about it, 10 years, right? So you the the worst thing that could happen, you know, the worst case scenario of you sticking with something that you started is that you finish it, you know, years in the future or something like that. So you might as well. Um if you know engineering, like I know that shit is hard, so like whatever. You know, if you want to change to something else, you know, you can. You know, I hope you're not in your, I guess, incurring crazy debt or anything like that. You know, uh, college is, you know, kind of a scam and, you know, the most scammy part of it is the debt. So, you know, like you, and you better not hope for the government to bail you out. Cause they probably won't. You know, they're not, they're not going to, uh, I guess, wipe out student loan debt because they've been hemming and hawing about that shit for like 10 million years. So like, whatever. You know, so you if you're if you're just starting off, you know, maybe try different things and you know see if something else uh, sticks. And if you if it's really you know not for you, you know maybe you know step back and try to find something else that you're actually interested in. All right, I like that. What about you, Mike? What advice would you have for this person just starting? Um, okay, so I'm a freshman in college going for engineering. So I'm getting you know like. You know, like mechanical, chemical, electric, computer. You know, if you're a double E um, and you can do it and you're admitted into the program, uh, you should probably uh, stick with it unless you really can't do it, unless you don't like money. Like, because, you know, that's that's the thing, right? Like, when, if you're admitted into the program, somewhere along the way, someone believed that you were capable of this. And you should push past it. You know, if it's just like one or two classes that are difficult or unless it's like you get into this and you realize um, and you've done your research, right? You know what jobs are out there. You know what life is like as an 
as a double E or an ME. Uh, and then you're like, I can't do this. Then, all right, fine, whatever. But I don't think he's just starting out now because if he's a freshman in college, he's looking at the end of his first year already. So he's taking two semesters of this shit and then he's racked up, I don't know, depending on the college he's, he's, he's going to, somewhere between like 20, 40,000, right? Like somewhere around there. And you've lost a year if you're going to just like, what, what else are you going to do? Have a plan for it, you know? I mean, would I recommend you dropping your double E major to go into something that you're really passionate about? Like if you're really passionate about psychology or philosophy, uh, probably not because then you will fall into that trap of student debt because what are you going to do? You should never get a degree that invites the question, then what? For example, like I have a psychology degree. Well, then what? Because your psychology degree is useless unless you go for a graduate degree. You hear that, listener? They're useless. Not, like, literally useless. I'm not... This isn't even, like, anti-social, Mike. Like, I'm literally telling you your psychology degree, your philosophy degree, in the grand scheme of things, right, if you're trying to make that money back, not in the field, and you're not going to pursue this deeper into maybe education or, you know, like a graduate degree where you're going to be teaching or doing something that you really passionately love, but might not pay off financially. Earlier, we were talking about in our segments where how education is an investment. And if you're looking for payback, that's not the way to do it. Why are you talking about me? Holy <laughs> 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 oh, shit. See? It's got to stay in there. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, right there. There you go, uh, listener. Uh, you have another opinion. <laughs> Uh, someone that is very similar. I'm I'm also in the in the same boat. I remember going to a job interview with my biology degree, and one of the first questions was, "What are your plans? Like, are you going to be doing your your doctorate? Are you going to focus onto, you know, into a specific area, biology? Like, or are you going to stay?" Fuck! I didn't even know you had a biology <laughs> degree. It's the then what? It's the psychology degree of the sciences. Because your biology mm. degree is fucking useless. What are you qualified to do in a lab? Like spin some test tubes and, you know, get paid, you know, 20000 30000 a year at the most to do that. And, and then what? Nothing. Like, yeah, so. Okay, okay. That question, you know, if you are in engineering. Can't win, don't try. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Unless doing engineering is going to literally lead you to killing yourself, stick with it. I love it. That's uh, there you go. Solid advice from Mike from Antisocial. Oh my Mike. god, I is like that, that. going to be a thing now? <laughs> That's like the moniker. <laughs> <laughs> no, Batman gets the Dark Knight. I'm gonna get antisocial. <laughs> Fuck. The antisocialite. All right, what are your thoughts? Well, here's here's what I would say to you, listener. Um. Being a person that actually has somewhat of an engineering background, and it, it was, it was, I would say that if you're interested in, in it, do it. It's, for the most part, throughout history, has been a tried and true area of expertise and somewhat lucrative, you know, business opportunity if, if you know, you're not trying to be a millionaire, but you're trying to be steadily employed for your entire life and learn things and do things. But what I would say is I wouldn't stress too much about you know, what you're focusing on when you're starting out. Because if if you're not learning what you love, 
you're learning what you don't love, and that that too is in, is important. So if you learn what you don't like, at least by process of elimination, you're going to be led to areas where you do like. So I would say that if it's interesting to you, stick with it. If it's not interesting to you, try something else. Now's the time in your life where it's 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 actually beneficial for you to be able to try different things. So that would be my advice to you. Fuck that. Do drugs. Yeah, go do drugs in a parking lot. And then and then and then when you figure out when you get to our age and you figure out that you don't like to do anything, you make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same line that my um, that my college counselor said. I remember the first day going in there. She's like, "Oh, you're gonna love it. You've got, you know, your life is just starting. You've got four years. You know, you can settle, decide what to do. You're gonna take these deck classes. You're gonna explore different fields." Those four years went by in a blink of an eye, and then, like, somewhere along the line, I got forced down a biology degree because, like, I just need to get the fuck out of school. Like, otherwise, I'm never going to graduate. It's, it's, oh, oh, uh, okay. So that person who just randomly uh, spoke into the microphone <laughs> says, don't even go to college. <laughs> Take a break, work or something, and then okay. go back. Uh, I probably would have stuck with the, uh, with computer engine engineering if I wasn't 18 and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I feel like you can make more money on TikTok nowadays than yeah, being do, in, do, an do drugs and be an entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, like college is a scam. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, do it as cheap as possible. Otherwise, you know, just go and you know, experience existing uh, experience existence and you know, fucking embrace nihilism and do fuck shit while you oh my can. God. I'm literally telling this dude to make bank, and you guys are like, go live in a van and make like YouTube videos. Well, John is the socially responsible one. Wait, that that should be <laughs> no. That's just that's like the opposite of socially <laughs> responsible. Socially irresponsible thing to do. No, I don't. No, I don't no. know, man. It's socially responsible to to when in Rome do as the Romans did. Oh right? my god! <laughs> All right, well there you go. You got right? three very differing opinions. Yeah, we take no responsibility. Think for yeah. yourself, listener. And you know what? If you're listening, if you've listened to all the things that we've said before and then decide to take advice from us, mm, it's time to go yeah, live in the van down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question number two. What are your thoughts on Ketanji Brown-Jackson? When do we get our first gay trans Asian Supreme Court justice? John, what do you think? Uh, I mean, you know, if... Like anyone could do any amount of, uh, I guess, checking out of her credentials or whatever. So you know, it, she's she's clearly very qualified for the role. So you know, I I can only I can only speak objectively to say I guess it's a it's a good thing. Um, as far as when do we get our first gay trans Asian Supreme Court justice? You, know, I hope soon. You know, if for no other reason, then, you know, it's good to have, you know, general representation of things, of peoples, of of everything in America, because America is all of that. America has gay people in it, trans people in it, Asian people in it, you know, you know women, men, you know, white people, black people, you know, all, every kind of person. So everyone who's qualified, 
you know, can and should be able to do everything as quickly as reasonably possible. socially responsible answer. So that's my answer to that. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> All right, let's hear the antisocial one. Um, <laughs> you won't. Wow. Wow, that's right, you though. You won't until these particular groups uh, develop enough political clout and popular clout uh, to make it possible. Because in every election, right, the black vote matters tremendously for the Democrats. You can't win without the, you know, the quote-unquote black vote, like that majority. That isn't necessarily true with some of these other groups. Oh, uh, let me answer the first question first. It's great. Um, her qualifications, you can put the previous, what, the previous two justices together and you won't even have a quarter of her experience. Um, and as far as Barrett goes, I have personally filed and and did more in a courtroom than she has. So wow, take that for sad. what it is. And I don't even know how to file a claim, in, like start a claim in small claims. So take that for what it is. No, she is, I mean, I don't want to say overqualified, right? But she's as qualified as a person can be uh, for this position. But as, yeah, as far as when do we get our first gay, trans, Asian Supreme Court, I, I think it's going to be when, you know, these particular groups get enough political clout to warrant um, spending those political points to get someone nominated. You know, when a campaign promise can be made and say, oh, if I am elected, I will appoint the first gay or trans or Asian Supreme Court justice, that's when you'll get your first trans gay asian supreme court justice i don't think that's anti-social i don't think oh. that i think, I think that was actually pretty, pretty good i, I think that's I like practical your yeah i actually really liked <laughs> your answer mike oh what i guess what do i think about this so i guess you know in terms of what i think about katanji brown jackson um like 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 mike and and john pointed out uh she's extremely qualified um i think that you know the line of questioning and the 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 nonsense that she had to put up with from her you know, inaugural hearing or whatever the fuck you want to call it was ridiculous. Uh, it's it's kind of sad to see that's where the, the state of politics is in America. But it, I guess it's always mm -hmm. kind of been there. So there's no surprise there. Um, but I think that the, the diversity aspect is it's always good to see someone who is, you know, I think the, the, of paramount importance, someone who's being appointed to that position needs to be qualified, you know, and I that has nothing really to do with orientation or race, but I do love to see that uh, the the diversification of a body like that and having people of more diverse backgrounds that are qualified is an indication, I think, that we're going in the right direction. So uh, in terms of when do we get our first gay, trans, and Asian Supreme Court justice, I think the reality of it is what Mike said, is when there's political clout to do it, but also, in my opinion, you know, um, I just want to see people if they're if the person's qualified and they're gay or trans or Asian or whatever the case may be, then they they deserve the right to be there. So I think it's past time. But is the political clout there? I don't know about that. So I guess that's my answer. I hate that. We have to even talk about uh, the race of the individual instead of the qualifications, but. Right. But I mean, there's something to be said for, you know, America's governing bodies having somewhat of a mirror oh, yeah. image to what the actual population totally. looks like. like. You know what I mean? Because it can't just 
all be all white men. <laughs> Until it can happen organically, stuff like this needs to be pushed. Otherwise, it'll just never happen. Right. Correct. But I, I mean, I don't right. like the fact that uh, the issue of race even factors into it. But, you know, that's just the in a, in a perfect world, it shouldn't. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. All right. Question number three. How real are your podcast personalities? Uh, since they mentioned you first, Mike, you know, I guess, is this a question for like, Mike? Are you as antisocial <laughs> as you come off? And then I guess me I, and John will answer <laughs> that, too. <laughs> you know what it is? I care too much. <laughs> I mean it. But I also know that you know what my what my limits are what my practical limits are to caring about things so i do i guess i do i would i would say it's a defensive response to my inability to help everyone so it's kind of like if if superman right uh real life it was like when superman was exposed to that what was it yellow kryptonite um, and then, <laughs> and then he just and becomes, he a just dickhead? becomes a dickhead. <laughs> He's like flicking peas at liquor bottles. At <laughs> just drinking shots at the bar. Yeah. Fucking women on rooftops and flying oh. away after impregnating them. I, you know, I can't help everyone. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to remain a bit more distant. That's all I think. Well, I'll say that yeah, I've known Mike for a long time, and I think he has a heart of gold. It's just, it's, it's a tough exterior. It's, a, it's an act. It's a facade. <laughs> I choose to believe that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd say you know we're we're all playing characters for radio. Uh, you know, we're we're all actually just virulent misanthropes. So, you know, you know we're 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 playing roles for TV. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's what, it, it's whatever you, you, we, we really just want to be like, you know, what we are, which is just your friends talking about shit and, you know, we're friends talking about shit and, you know, we'll hope, we hope that, you know, you listeners are our friends talking about shit with us too, you know, cause that, that was, that's the point of the show really. Mm -hmm. So you know, whatever, you know, we're, we're whatever you want us to be as long as you're hanging out with us doing it. Wow, that's right, though. God damn, that couldn't have been written better than if it came from Will yeah. Smith's publicist. <laughs> wow. That shit is literally what I wanted to say. I just couldn't get it out. Uh... <laughs> well, all right, all right. Well, uh, moving on to John. Uh, Mike, what do you think of John's social responsibility aspect? Do you think he's a Fuck, social man, responsible individual? <laughs> I guess we did, right? No, I, you know, I, I think, um, I, I think he is, you know. But I think all of us are to some degree. Yeah, to some degree, I'd have to. I think, I think John is very conscientious a, of that, especially yeah, on the show. I think he's a conscientious individual. I think he cares for others. I think he he has global concerns. He, like I don't think he's self centered in that way. I think he's a lot like you no, know, no, like all of us, really. Another guy Another with guy a heart, with of heart of gold. Like, I'll vouch for him. Maybe he wears it a little more on the sleeve than I do, at least on this on, on this podcast. Well, he's yeah. got the balls. He's got the I balls mean, he, to do He's that. a man with a heart of gold and testicles. Like, that's... <laughs> it's John's it's golden, John golden testicles. testicles. That's going to be my <laughs> <Spanish -like> name. <laughs> Witness my glorious cubes. <laughs> 
All right, and last but not least, myself. Am I a cynic? Um, I mean, I guess I'll answer this, and I'll let you guys take take your have your takes on it. But I'm going to quote the famous George Carlin, which is, if you scratch a cynic, you'll find a disappointed idealist. And I, I would prefer to think of myself or classify myself as that. What do you guys think? I, don't think, I, I think you're a cynic for for humor, for humor purposes. I don't, I don't think you're, you know, you're like some Thanos type. There's, there's, <laughs> there's no point to anything, you know, you know, just drown your worries away. I don't think you're, I don't think you're that. I, I think you're a funny cynic. Your your cynic has a Thank has you. a point and it has a perspective. And it lifts people up. My cynicism I lifts people up. I always feel better after hearing how much you hate everything else. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mike. My work here is done. Yeah, I I'd, I'd say uh, disappointed idealist tracks. You know, we've had a lot of discussions so for a long time about stuff like that, and you know, that's that's about right. Um, you definitely, you know, honestly, there's a lot of ways in which you're probably more idealist about things than even me. You know, so, you know, yeah, I, I'd say that's about right. All right. And uh, last, last, the last question. Have you guys ever considered doing a deep dive into a subject with your own takes? <laughs> Fuck, I thought we did that every week. Yeah, but... that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Well, again. <laughs> it's like, oh, you thought you were talking about real shit. You're just scratching the surface, apparently. God damn. No, we are. I mean, we're not experts. That's the thing. We are not experts. We're not, you know, talking heads on CNN or whatever the fuck. We don't have, fan like, some. well, you guys, some of you guys have fancy degrees, but I don't. So, <laughs> I don't have, we do the best we can. That's how I would answer that. We do the best we can with our opinions and the knowledge that we have, and we want to provide an entertaining and informative and fun experience for our listeners within the time that it takes to record an hour show and edit it every week and and present it to you guys so that's that would be my answer oh i think that's a really practical answer shit yeah no i, I you know yeah. i i I agree, I agree with um with that would i like to get into more of the nitty like gritty details of it i think i would but i don't think it really fits the format all too well and also the i guess the time unless we start like you know being able to um yeah, really like, like re get really research and get into it. things, which would be, that would be a great joy for me. Um, but then, you know, at that point, though, you know, to do that, we probably need a few chicken sandwiches. Yeah, we would need some chicken sandwiches if you like. What do you think, John? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, as far as, like, deep dives into stuff and what have you, like, maybe that'd be interesting. Honestly, like... You know, I feel like the kinds of topics that I could really, you know, go into, the kinds of top, you know, and that, just speaking for myself, right? Like, you know, the kinds of things I could really go into, like, yeah, I feel like the, you know, no one would want to talk about that at length. Like, you know, no, no one really wants to, you know, get deep into like the, the history of like title games or like some shit like that. Some like obscure Japanese game company, like no one gives a fuck enough about like sports and, you know, like I think it was accurate to say, you know, we ain't experts on shit. So like we're we're not trying to purport to be experts on shit, and we don't want to talk like we're experts, right? You, you, you come here to hang out with us, and you uh, listen to us talk accurately or otherwise on various things that you know we learn about or hear about or see or live. Like we, we we're we're not you know, we're not the Associated Press, we're not CNN, you. Know, 
Like we're 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 not even Newsmax. Like we we ain't shit. We're not trying to talk about none of this. We're stuff, red so channel like, conditioned. Yeah. Well, so, we're not outright lying. Yeah, if, so hey, hey. no. <laughs> we're definitely not Newsmax. We're disappointed yeah. idealists with opinions. Yeah. Well, so, in any case, thank you very much, Rob, for your email. We really appreciate that. We love hearing from all our listeners, and we encourage much of you guys to do the same. Please send us an email with any kind of questions or topics that you want to hear about. So, uh, once again, the email address is redchannelcondition at gmail.com. But uh, moving on, guys, we had uh, a couple different articles that you guys had linked. Um, Mike, Mike, you had linked an article about something called guilt tipping. Would you care to explain to our audience what that is and what the phenomena means and and what's this all about? What is guilt tipping and and why do why do people feel pressured? To well, do it? okay, so you know, talking about how the city has gone crazy and how you know maybe we're all a little bit, uh, I guess we're all a little bit of a shut in these days and how the mental health crisis and how people are maybe afraid to take the subway or afraid to go outside. The main reason I'm afraid to go outside is that maybe I'll run into this stuff. Like every time you go into a, a store now, right? You, you run into these computer terminals that just say, Hey, would you like to leave a tip? And it could be, you know, it, you know at a restaurant or a deli or uh, a coffee shop. Actually the, the paint store and the, the hardware store on on uh, over here has that, so there's like this kind of overwhelming feeling that you always have to tip. This article here is just basically talking about have we gone overboard, and is it kind of driving this tipping culture in America, and how we as consumers are being, I guess, programmed kind of being manufactured just to kind of squeeze more money and subsidize low wages right so like you're you're basically paying right. and, and like and these aren't necessarily waitresses or waiters or you know where they get paid less than the minimum like this is just like a guy who's handing me a hammer like does that require a 20 percent tip see I, I read this thing right and you know I, you know, we talk about like pressure or whatever, but like, I don't read it like that. Right. Like you can, you like, I go and buy like a, a, a sandwich or something like that. Right. And I'm picking it up and then like, you know, nothing is happening. I'm just like bringing the sandwich to the counter and you show me a tablet to put a tip in. Like, I feel nothing. I'm not putting a fucking, <laughs> I'm not pushing a button. Cause I picked up a goddamn sandwich. Like what, what even, what this is like, this shit right here is like the most like, like, millennial ass the most gen z ass article ever right like something like oh my god like the existence of something is the pressure to do it like fuck that like no like i'm not i'm not doing something that i don't feel like doing because there's an option to do it or not right you know it i guess like you know i guess the presence of it right when they show it to you is like maybe they're gonna shame you into giving mm -hmm. a tip or something like that but you know, like I'm, I'm quadruple OG in the game with tips, right? Like, if if you didn't if you didn't make it, you know, I'm not doing it, right? You know, if you're not delivering it, I'm not doing it, right? Like, right. you know, if I have no rapport with you, I'm not doing it, right? Like, I'll tip my usual coffee cart guy, right? Like, you're walking to go to work or something like that. You see the guy every day, like. You know, you have a rapport, right? Like he's got like your your order for you when you show up there and you buy buy the cart. Like 
yeah, you, you throw them a tip. It's a, it's appreciation, right? That's, that's how it's supposed to work. Right. You know, but like, you know, the, the subway sandwich artist or something like that, you know, <laughs> flipping the, flipping the thing around, you know, like I put, you know, I threw, uh, extra olives. I threw olives on your, on your sandwich. Like not I drew really. a heart in your coffee. Yeah. Like we're not doing that. Right. You know, <laughs> But, like, but it's he, not happening, he right? Aided, like, I, I go to ate the sandwich from his beer. I didn't ask him to do that. I didn't ask. No, him no, 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 no. <laughs> right? Like, you know, that's like we're we're not we're not doing that, right? You know, again, you know, like I go I go to like the the Chinese takeout place or something like that, or like the the Mexican taco spot or whatever. I'm picking up an order. Like, why why am I tipping? You know, to to pick up something. You know, why does it have to be Chinese and Mexican? I will that's tip racist. you. You heard it here. John does wow. not tip Mexicans and Chinese. <laughs> I guess that's not, that's not so. Sh- that's what I heard. Hashtag cancel John. <laughs> you know, instantly. Instantly trending. <laughs> instantly trending. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I agree with you, John. I'm in the same boat as it. I'm. I'm kind of the more traditional tipper. I will tip like cab drivers and like you know waiters and waitresses and things yeah. like things like that. Where like if you're if you're in an industry that is you, you customarily tip or you're in an industry where you're not really being paid a minimum wage and most yeah. of your wages are in tips, I have absolutely nothing against tipping and tipping well. But like tipping people that weren't traditionally getting tipped who are earning a decent wage, I, I don't give a rat's <laughs> anus if there's an option to tip for that. And I don't feel any guilt or any kind of like, you know, same thing with the, you know, you go to the 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 grocery store and they're like oh you want to give a dollar to charity well no i don't like yeah. if i wanted to give a dollar to charity i'll go mm-hmm. to the salvation army and i'll yep. give a dollar to charity like that's i'm not going to do it for every fucking transaction but i think that mike brought up a good point where it is kind of this thing that is supplementing low paying jobs and am i in support of that to a degree but i you know why is that on us like why don't you just pay people a fair fucking wage and then you wouldn't have to tip a hot dog guy or whatever the fucking well, case you, may be you know why they wouldn't uh, give people right. a fair fucking wage of course of course yeah. of course but i mean i don't i don't feel any social responsibility mm-hmm. towards that like that's not my job to make up for what the system will not is refusing to do now <laughs> fuck that shit <laughs> now i i now I will say that, like you know, during the pandemic, I did feel you know like a little bit of uh, like was it like I guess like local you know local nationalism, right? Like I'm like supporting you know, uh, you know my 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 city, my state, and stuff like that. So I felt like you know it was be- it was extra helpful to tip and tip even more, you know during during this time, right? Like people working hard, you know, risking their lives essentially to deliver like a pizza or you know, uh, bring those groceries or whatever the fuck, right? Or if I went to, like, a bar or something like that, you know, it's hard to get people to come to the bar. You know, it's, you, know you can't even have, like, a lot of people in the bar. So, like, you know, you tip extra, you know, and stuff like that. Like, that, you, I'm, I'm helping out. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm contributing directly to, to, to right. the state and stuff so like that. So instead of right? banging pots and pans. Yeah. So I did, I did feel like you're that. You're out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, the pots and pans is performative, right? Like whatever, right? Like you're like, yeah, you know, we we love our healthcare heroes and stuff like that, but you know, you you can't be bothered to you know, to wear a mask in a pandemic. So like, you know, I'd I'd ra- you know, I'd rather throw you an extra buck or two for the beer that you know, you opened at the bar for me. I'd rather honk. <laughs> I'll honk if I love hoagies or alcohol. 
<laughs> I don't. That's no sweat off my sack. If you drive this, you're honking anyway. Might might as well. <laughs> right, you know, honk for a cause. I will. I will also say that you're know, speaking for me, right? Like, I also do feel like you know a, an extra responsibility to to tip in an appropriate way, you know, because I feel like you know there's a lot of uh, historical reticence to you know, to believe that I will tip, right? You know, there's, there's, you know, I'm trying to break, I'm trying to break the cycle of hate. I'm trying to break expectations and stuff like that. So, you know, I will, I will tip and I will tip well. Not, not to get entirely sidetracked. Like I, but yeah, I've only heard of this, uh, I guess, mm. kind of peripherally, but is that actually uh, a real thing or, and have you ever noticed maybe like uh, changes in service? That that you receive versus maybe someone else, uh, if there if like other people at the table or or anything like that. I I have yes. I have experienced that. You know, I've experienced that. You know, for example, you know, like trying to hail a cab. You know, like you know, I've had new people hail cabs for me, such that you know I actually get the cab and then I walk into the cab and the person is actually like you know, fuck, like. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. That can't. That can't, that can't, unless it's the same cab driver. What, do you think they have, like, some kind of fucking database where, like, this guy didn't tip, like, you know, no, cab no, number 514? That, that was, that, you know, his, his question was about my demography yeah, yeah. and uh, less okay. about the tipping. Okay. Right. But to go into also the, the tipping and stuff like that, I have seen people work less hard, you know, on me expecting not to receive, you know, a good tip. You know, I've got strategies that, you know, for example, when I'm at a bar or whatever, I might show a, you know, a good tip. That's fucked up. You know, up front so that, you know, the, the server, hey, I mean, it, it's what, it's what you have to do, right? Like something, you, you have to defy the destiny of your demography. Like you have to do it. That's, you know, that's a whole other thing, right? You know, we could, you know, again, right? Like that's what, that's going back to that reader question, right? Like we could do a deep dive on that, right? But I don't really feel like it would be that interesting. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I don't know. I always feel like the veiled threat is there. The, the the threat is always present where if you don't tip that your service will suck, which is why I tend to mm -hmm. tip for service related jobs, you know, but if it's, you know, if it's, I guess there are other service related, like you mentioned the guy at Subway, like, yeah, is that a service job? I suppose it is. But like, um, you know, he's, uh, he's getting paid $15 or whatever the fucking case may be. He's not getting paid like a bartender is like $3 an hour you know, and expecting to get real tips and money. So I don't feel as bad in a situation like that. But yeah, I think the threat is always there that you're not going to get as good a service, but I, fuck it, I'll roll the dice. And if, you know, if you shit in my sandwich and I find it, <laughs> I'll, I will sue you. I actually do feel a little bit of a, um, of a pressure to, to do it. I don't, but, you know, it occupies my, uh, my thought process for like 0.68 seconds. Nah, no pressure, <laughs> fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So uh, we feel the pressure, but we're not going to cave on tipping. Um, but moving on, John. Mike, you had linked another article mm -hmm. about what are the, oh, this was John's. John had linked an article, uh, I guess kind of related to uh, a topic that John Oliver had covered on one of his recent shows about uh what are they data brokers data bro the shadowy world of data brokers please right? please regale us yeah so you know on on last week tonight you know, uh john oliver went and you know, basically you know, 
you know, blackmailed members of Congress, you know, with their own digital data, right? You know, cause he was making, he was making a point on, you know, data brokers. Data brokers are companies that buy and sell, you know, your you information. Know, use, yeah. User data and information, you know, from your uh, website, you know, your addresses, your personal, personally identifying information. Right. And, you know, this is an industry that's like completely unregulated. There's no rhyme or reason or rules to it. And, you know, I mean, honestly, in the world where, you know, everyone's walking around with like a, a, a smartphone and stuff like that in the post-Patriot Act world where, you know, people gave up, uh, I guess, security and shit, you know, for convenience, you know, it's easy to get you know, information right, like that, right? You know, it's easy to find people's names and addresses and emails and all kinds of shit like that, right? So John Oliver basically went and, you know, showed how... You know, he was how easily it was, how easy it was for him to buy information, you know, from all these different uh, data brokers. Right. And then just kind of cross reference it in all kinds of different ways. Right. So he had his staff, you know, identify data with a series of different subsets. Right. You know, for example, people who were a certain age, people who uh, uh, were online within five miles of the Capitol building. You know, people who were of a certain demographic or people who, uh, you know, did, you know, various things, right? And then he cross-referenced them with, you know, other shared characteristics that may be questionable, right? Like people that like wine or people that were ambitious or people who really like kids or, you know, people whose uh, search history was, had certain information, right? And he didn't, you know, John Oliver was very ambiguous about uh what he was able what specifically he was able to find but he he pointed out that he could find very specific lawmakers and you know, very problematic search histories right and his point was that you know this kind of thing you know, need some regulation right the worst thing that could happen you know, like don't worry about you know, what's in the information what you need to worry about is that i can't do anything with it right you know and that got me looking into that's why I sent that article and that got me looking into another thing about you know more information about data brokers right so it's it's kind of crazy that you know people's information is so easy to access you know you could get you know you could get things about anybody anywhere you know and even if you did like a lot of work to keep yourself mm -hmm. off the you know off the grid you know if you're a whole if everyone that you know you wasn't as you know, gung ho about it as you like, like you could get hemmed up easily. Like you could get found out easily. Yeah. You know? Right. And uh, what are the, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about like internet search histories, products you buy, you know, keywords that you look for on the internet. Yeah. All or... of that, all of that right. location okay. information, right. you, everything you I go. just talked about. Yeah. Okay. And you know, the, the point is that, you know, not only do you have this information, but it could be cross-referenced with other information. So even if it's not exact, right, maybe you can't find, you know, literally your name and address, but we can find, you know, a, a database of all of the people that happen to show up within five, you know, miles of your location, you know, and then figure out, oh, this person shows up at this address every day. And this person is related to this person whose name that I found already. So it's probably this guy. Right, right. It's probably Peter. Oh, and for they sure. know what porn I watch. And they not only do they 
They know yeah. what porn you watch. They know what time you watch it at. They know the <laughs> angle of your dick. Like, they know all that shit. You know, right? What's it's truly wild. scary is... Because I guess the website would know when you started watching and when you turned it off. And then... Yeah. Right. I How mean, long did it just... take you to finish? <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> See, that's why I'm always trying to game the stats, right? I just keep opening the tab multiple times, right? Now I look like fucking Adonis. Right. Here. Let the porno play to the end is the lesson here. Yeah. Just keep, just keep re reopen that three-minute clip like 30 times. Now you're jerking off for 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But what do we do about this? Like, so what kind of regulation would you guys want to see from this kind of? Well, you know, I guess speak, speaking for myself, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't really know that much about the law and stuff like that, but I kind of want it. To, I want it to be first, like I want them to make it more easy and transparent to opt out of the collection of that information. Right. One of the things that uh, Apple has been doing, and normally I don't really like to celebrate you know, Apple, but like, hey, you know, shout out to them and anyone that gives a shit about uh, privacy to some way, right? So, you know, they've basically been telling, you know, social media companies and applications that run on their phone, you know, they make it very easy for you to be like, oh, you check this to opt out of data collection. We're not going to send this information to Facebook, for example. We're not going to send it to TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or Right. You know, whatever your app is, right? And they make it clear this is what this is, right? It's not a thing where you're like, do you give us permission to do this, right? It's more of a, you know, by the way, you know, this information specifically will be collected from here. Like, click here to opt out of it, right? I think they need to make that uh, a standard, you know, standard issue in everything that collects data anywhere, you know, any device, any kind of OS, anything, right? You know, and then... You know, I, I think that would be a, a start. Yeah. No, I, I think I think he's okay. right. Like these these type of things need to be opt in only. Right. And just and, and, and I think some of the article the some of what the article goes into into is how difficult it is if you're not familiar um how to opt out at some of that stuff or how to get your information removed or you know, because if if you if you use a lot of these apps and programs and you know, you're not really even aware that it's being collected you could have various data sets spread across various companies and you know you don't even know who's got what and how to how to get that out of this you know how to get that purged or whatever so yeah i mean it would be great to have an option to to opt out of you know some of these massive companies that collect data and you know, get that purged or whatever but i mean we've spoken before on this show and i think mike you you'd said that some of this stuff is yeah, I mean, you know, you know? Uh, not all cookies are, are uh, I guess, you know, these, which are these trackers. Not all of these things are evil. You know, it's when you, you know, log into a website so you don't have to log in again. You know, they do that with a cookie. Um, or, you know, how, like, you're actually getting uh, reminders to buy maybe things that you may be running low on. Or, like, there are certain aspects of, of convenience. But the problem really is when, you know, they take that, you know, maybe you, you use detergent and then they sell that information 
they correlate that with other things that you may you may buy and then they can really kind of like zero in on who you are as a individual i think the john oliver uh special said that even though a lot of this data is kind of you know is run through a filter to uh, make it anonymous once you have like uh 10 10 pieces or 10 or 15 pieces of separate distinct pieces of information they can basically just recompile all of that together and find out who the person is behind this computer or this ip address is wow that's incredible big data right like that's that's the new that's the new thing that's the new money maker it's what big data can do because like it doesn't really mean much to know that you know maybe you like uh, you like Final Fantasy VII, but if you can correlate that with other things, you can probably get a pretty decent image of how old you are, how much you make, you know, like what other things you're into, what other things you might be related to. It's, I mean, in some cases, you can find even specific like contact information and email addresses. Right. Yep. Kind of like you, you don't need every piece of the jigsaw puzzle to right. be in place to know it's a picture of a dog, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, like if you're not paying for it, yeah, definitely. We've said it before, and other people have said it. If you're not paying for it, then you're the product. So, I mean, how much would you guys be willing to pay yeah. uh, for Gmail, or you know, or like Google Docs or Dropbox or whatever? I mean, don't do I pay like a dollar or something, right? For, <laughs> for these, uh, these these things are are honestly priceless, right? Like. A lot of you know, these these things were you know, I've had you know email addresses or whatever like you know, I've had some of them for a really long time right you know, there's information in there you know, from back when you know, you know, like ten years ago or something like that right you know, I used to I used to roll my own servers and stuff like that my own email addresses and stuff like that them shits would cost you know, like you know like twenty thirty forty dollars a year or something like that right so you know, you say you these things have you know, a cost that and you're saving a lot of money for you know, when you're using them so you know, it's uh you know, it's 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 very useful and it's very convenient and that's mm-hmm. why people get caught up in these things right so that's why you know it has it has to you know, if the companies themselves are not going to help out the consumers proactively then it's going to behoove uh the government and stuff like that to go and which you, really is the whole point of right. government would you, you know to kind of control for these things but well would yeah. would you pay a subscription for an email address i have if before. it meant your data was safer you know, i have before i would, okay. do, I would right. do it again if it was you know reasonably priced and good and stuff you know maybe you get multiple services right like nowadays, you there's a lot more things that are expected from you know, an email address, right? Like you probably couldn't get away with just like this is an email, right? It would have to be like a, you know, this is an email, but also like the login for my chat program, but also the place where I can house my pictures and right. so on and so forth. Like that's the, you know, it's hard to compete with that right. too. I mean, because so, you know, we do a lot of this stuff, um, you know, through Discord or, uh, you know, or or Hangouts or whatever, right? Um, if you if you have this one stop shop where your subscription it would have to you would either have to draw in all these other users or somehow make it so that you can communicate with other people who are not on your service and like 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the yeah, exactly. Yeah, good luck with that. All right, so there you go. It's hopeless. All right, interesting, guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> As usual, it's it's not hopeless. There are ways you can you know, get your data. You you can scrub yourself you know, off of these things, right? There are companies you can pay for and. You know, things you can do in your apps to keep your information from getting collected. So you know, yeah. So the, so the basics for computing. anyone that doesn't know or is interested, you know, uh, make sure you're blocking third-party cookies. Uh, that's kind of like the easy low-ball stuff. Obviously, don't enter your real phone number and addresses. Uh, you can actually get fake phone numbers and fake email addresses through like Gorilla Mail and all that stuff, and those things will expire over a certain period of time. So you're not actually mm-hmm. giving out your actual stuff. Um, uh, Google Voice, you can get one of these yep. uh, digital uh, phone numbers. Although at that point you are getting into the Google Google service, but at least you know maybe it's a dead account. You can go to you know one of those companies like Delete Me. You know they have uh, guides so you can DIY remove yourself from data broker sites. Like you know there's it's it's not completely fucked. It's just mostly fucked. Yeah, you could run Tor, uh, but that's probably a little more advanced. Hey, and you know, if you spend you know, about like one hour on tour, you'll you'll get radicalized in- instantly, and or become like a very <laughs> very very successful drug dealer. Do you want your information out there, or do you want to be stalked by the FBI? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to you know to sell some meth on. But the yeah, internet, like a VPN so. can kind of help if you, you know if you want to just again, like, you know, scramble some of that network data from your specific IP. A VPN is useful for that. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for that very solid advice on how to kind of manage some of our data on the Internet. That's very useful. Honestly, I didn't even know about some of that stuff, so I really appreciate it. But it looks like that's all the time we have for on Red Channel Condition this week. But as usual, for questions, comments, concerns, or if you just want to drop us a line, feel free to send us an email at redchannelcondition at gmail.com. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Stay safe. Shout out to the collective. Have a good one. Or not. Hey, we have to give them a choice.